Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ruben, and we're on uh, Connection Loop Dub's podcast here. And this is our first time actually live streaming an episode. Um, Rhett is a power liver, and um, there's probably a lot that I need to learn from him on the process. Um, I don't have access to LinkedIn Live, so I filled out the form. If anyone has any access, hook me up, hook a brother up. So, uh, anyways, the topic that we're going to get into today is actually how to get a book published. And I very shamelessly and very selfishly have a book that I'm about to release, launch, distribute really get into my whole ecosystem called Click Record. And it's about human stories and it's about video marketing. So it's basically my career and my life. And um, anyways, Rhett has been through the process, um, multiple books, as you can see in the images behind him. So Rhett, I'd like to get into this, you know, from the authoring to the, you know, uh, get, getting a publisher, self-publishing and then promoting it. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a hefty question there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, number one, I be thankful and, and and proud that you finished it, right? Because so many people get to that point where like this is even a question, right? They they never right. even get started. So right. kudos to you for getting it done and, and getting But I still don't feel like it's done. I have to tell you that. I'm like, but, oh, there's, there's you, one more chapter. <laughs> you never will. You never will. At some right. point, I had a uh this is a side story. I had a publisher we self-published the first book and uh, actually crowdsourced it on, on uh, early on and, and um, had a publisher come back a couple of years later and they said, well, do you want to turn it into a textbook? And uh, I said, absolutely not. I do not want to look at that thing ever again. I do not want to go into that Word document and, and start messing with that again because it was painful enough the first time. Yeah. But, but anyway, congrats. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a. I think there are a lot of decision points that you have to make along the way when you when you when you when you write a book and and you know, uh, I'm going through it right now. We're we're going through the question of whether do we turn the book over this new book that we're we're working on uh, to an agent to my agent who published our the second one and who did a bang up job of getting McGraw Hill on board uh, really early on in the process. Or do we self-publish it and and go that route? And and those are that's a big decision. I mean, I went with an agent the second time around because I felt like I needed and I wanted to see the book uh, in bookstores. I wanted to see it on the shelves. I wanted to be able to go to Barnes and Noble and go do a book tour and do you know things that way. Um, and I also wanted the um, the credibility that I think comes with with that, uh, mm. and the help that you know, everybody says the publishers don't do much. Well, that I, you know, McGraw-Hill did a lot for me in terms of getting the book uh, published internationally. They got international rights. You know, they they did get it in the stores. It stayed in the stores for a long time. They did a lot of extra promotional things on their blog and on their social networks to help move the book along. And so, I wanted that help in that sort of first big book that I put out, I wanted that help with it. Um, yeah, I mean, you make that sound so easy. I mean, how did you get their attention? How did you, what, what did you have to have in order to, 
to earn that? Well, I think number one, it does come with a lot of back work, right? It does come with yeah. doing a lot of writing before, uh, having a social presence. You know, I, I spent years building up a following on LinkedIn and on Twitter and on Facebook and, and building up a mailing list. Every time I spoke, I was really diligent about getting those email addresses and getting you know, contacts. And every time I went to a show or a conference, putting those contacts into a database and then that newsletter and keeping those contacts active and engaged. So when I was able to go to the publisher and say, look, here's the book, here is how I'm going to promote it. Uh, that is what, you know, and I also had a column at Inc and, and I think at Forbes at the time that didn't hurt because it showed that I had a social presence and that I had a, a, a way to uh, promote what my, you know, my work. So I don't think you necessarily have to have a column at Forbes or Inc or any of these other publications, but I do think that you have to show that you can promote your work and that you're going to have a network behind you to promote what you're doing. I also went in armed with some really pe good people behind it. Uh, I had, you know, Marshall Goldsmith and Jeffrey Hazlitt and a bunch of other top tier writers and personalities that were giving credence to the book and that helped sell it as well. <clears throat> Got it. So uh, you, you mentioned that you had a column with Forbes. So that, you, okay. So you mentioned a couple of things there. You mentioned that you had an existing following. You mentioned that you had a column on Forbes and that you had, it sounds like relationships, some right. partnerships you had, some friends, whatnot. So there's a lot of people that don't have any of those things. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and how, if you were to go back to, cause I mean, this is origin story for you as an author, but if you were to go back before those steps, what was the process to acquire those? How did you actually get that column? How did you develop those relationships? How did you get your X number of, of followers on, on all these great social channels? Well, it's relationships. And it, honestly, it boils down to doing what you do every day online. You're responding to people, you're yeah. liking the post, you're engaging with them. And yeah. ultimately that turns into relationships. It turns into being able to go to them when you have something that you need because you've been supporting what they're doing all along um, and saying, hey, you know, uh, can you help me out with this book? Can you send a post or can you write a forward or can you, you know, write a comment on the book? And, uh, but that comes after year. I mean, I, I honestly, it was, it's a, it's a long process. It's a long process of building the relationships online, just like you would if you were doing it in person, right? That's a process. And, and, it, and, it, and it takes the work and the concerted effort to do it. I started doing it for business reasons. I didn't know that I was gonna write a book, but I, I did spend years fostering relationships with people that I thought at some point I'd like to work with that person. I'd like to help that person and, and maybe they can help me if I ever need something from them. Um, so that, that's, that's sort of the, the crux of it. I think, I, I don't think there's any magic in it. It, it is, it's a concerted effort to build the relationships that, that, you know, are going to be key to helping you get where you want to go. And at some, and at the same time, providing some sort of value to them. Got it. Um, 
And then the uh, the actual authoring process, how did you um, allocate your time to that? Did you set aside time every day? Were, were you ritualistic about it or was it more kind of improv? Uh, it was pretty ritualistic. I, I have to, I'm, I've got the worst case of ADD in the world. And so if I don't uh, structure my time and, and stuff, I I could get start doing research on something and I'm all of a sudden down some rabbit hole. So I, I really have to structure my time and, and focus. And so I, I use block, I, I block things off. So um, people know that, you know, if you send me an email after 10 in the morning, I'm probably not going to respond to it until much later in the day because I've blocked off the middle of the day for things like reading and writing and, and different things and phone calls and so on. So I do some writing in the morning. I do some writing in the afternoon. Uh, but I, I but, you know, I, I do block off time for certain activities. And I had to do that with the book. Definitely. Got it. OK, so so now once we've established this, then now we're off to the. Uh, you know, getting a publisher, self-publishing, you know, mm -hmm. Amazon is obviously the go-to when it comes to self-publishing. There's a number of, of sites out there, resources. I've, I've researched this for, to a certain extent. There's definitely companies out there that will guide you through the process. Um, what is your take on these? What do you recommend? You know, I think rights is a really big thing, losing rights to a publisher, but should people be even worried about that? So this, these are the questions that I have. Uh, with the, you know, with the with the publisher, there are some things I would have done differently, and there are some things I actually would have liked to added to the book. You know, some things that I didn't get to do that. Uh, but I, to me, in that particular book, that book for me was I needed to prove to myself that uh, I could get it published, that I could get a major publisher, that I could get a royalty check, and that I could get an advance. Um, I've, I've proven that to myself. I know that, that, that I'm uh, capable of doing that. And uh, I understand that process now. Uh, I think it, whether you go self-publishing or whether you go the traditional route, I think it's got to be based on your strategic objectives. For me at that time, that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to go through that process. Now, granted, it's a long process. You know, even once you write the book, you know, you're talking about a year to 18 months, 16 months, 15 months or so to get that book on, you know, printed and, and on the shelf and go through the, the publisher's whole process. You know, when you self-publish that, you, you can usually cut that way, 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 way down. You know, you're talking three or four months. So, um, you know, the book that I'm getting ready to go come out with uh, the, the summer you know, we've made a strategic decision that we don't want to go, we don't want to wait 18 months. We think the topic's pretty relevant. So we want to publish it now. We want to get it out this year. We want to get it out in August or so, September. And because we want to hit the show seat, we want to hit the speaking circuit in that fall timeframe. Um, so for us this time, self-publishing made sense. It, it, it depended on when we wanted to get it out and when we think it's going to be relevant. And so, that's how we made our decision. And I think you know you have to look at your strategic objectives to, to make that decision, I think. That makes sense. So I guess my follow-up question is how when you decided to self-publish, was the was the primary reason time? Speed to market? Speed to market. We felt like this was on the heels of, of um, I have a co-author in this, Ryan Berman. And Ryan and I 
he, he had a book that came out last year. Uh, this topic is a great follow-up topic. And so waiting another 15 months to have a book come out, we would have lost, we would lose some momentum that he's gained in his side and some momentum I have going in into the fall with some things that I'm doing. And so we felt like it just made sense from a strategic standpoint to sort of back that moment, you know, pick up that momentum and just kind of carry it forward and not lose any, not lose eight, 10 months of, of no media and no, no, uh, no speaking and no, you know, so we felt like it was just a good, it, the timing kind of worked for us. And if we went through a publisher, the, the, the time was just going to be pushed out way too far for us. Well, you know, that, that piece of information is, is so important to me because you pretty much just made me decide that I have to self-publish this because if I wait 12 months, six months, all the content in this book is completely going to be outdated. Yeah. Now, I say that with a grain of salt because a lot of what, of what my book is on is, is really human stories and it's triumph over, over fear and, and um, you know, sort of just self-confidence and not really necessarily believing yourself. A lot of stuff that I've frankly suffered from right. uh, and to the point where I was able to finally get to the point where I could click record and that's the epiphany moment. Um, so there's definitely a lot of tactical stuff in there, which I think will be relevant, but that's, that's a really good piece of information. And so now, now that you're uh, self-publishing this, so what is the process now to promote it? What do you, are, are you, how much are you charging for it? How are you, are you spending money in advertising or uses, are you using your speaking gigs? Um, you know, I understand someone told, told me actually, Gina Shrek told me, our mutual friend, I think she told me that, you know, you only get, when you get a book published from a major publisher, you only get a dollar a book. So if that book is selling for 10 bucks or 15 bucks, you might only take home a, a buck or two or whatever. So when you self publish, I also want to understand the economics. Yeah, I look, I, I never, uh, I guess I went into the, the, when I got the big publisher, I knew that I wasn't going to make any money out of that aspect of it. Um, and I, and it, I didn't intend to, I knew that up front I was going to be spending money because I spent approximately 40 or $50,000 marketing the book myself. You know, I put a, a fair amount of money into um, promoting it and doing what I needed to do to get out there and, and do a book tour and all that. Um, and, and, and that was just on me. That was a business decision. Uh, and I used it to, to book speaking engagements and I used it to book, you know, seminars and other things. And so that was part of the plan. Uh, same goes for this, uh, because we're self-publishing and it doesn't, doesn't really change that equation. It's funny that you asked me that this week, but this question this week, because I have, I just put together about a 10 page spreadsheet on, on next steps, right? Where I, and I'm still working on that. It's and it's everything from a budget. What am I going to use? What am I going to spend? You know, um, it, it's got spread, and I'll, I can send it to you. Uh, but it's a spreadsheet with, you know, I'm doing a. I want to do a book tour in New York. So now I need to line up all of my contacts in New York City and see who can help me put together a good uh, book party. You know, same goes in San Francisco and L.A. and like so. I've got this whole system where. I'm going to, we're going to get all of our contacts, everybody we know in each one of these places, and we're going to put together a party, a book release party or a book tour thing. And it's a process of really digging deep into every single contact you have and, and seeing, can they, you know, can they send out an email for you? Can they send out a, a promotional video for you? Whatever it is. Uh, 
So we're really going through that process now. And it's, it's kind of fun because it's, uh, I did mine two years ago and, you know, things have changed so much with video really taking over platforms like LinkedIn and, and, uh, and stuff. I, I, so the, I think there's going to be a whole lot more creative thing, that, more creative that I can do now that we're self-publishing this. Uh, and uh, we, I think we're going to get, we're going to have some fun with it. We're having strategy meetings every week about uh, different aspects of it. So we're going to, we're going to do some video. We're going to do seminars and trainings. We're actually putting together a joint. Uh, the topic actually lends itself to a joint keynote where we can actually play different roles. It's going to be sort of like a little play on stage um, and we can play different roles. And so we're putting together a kind of a, a, a not a performance, so to speak, but a, a keynote that's that's uh, that we that both of us do together. Uh, so. Uh, you know, we're going to have some fun with it. I mean, we're going to market it uh, just like we would market a, like uh, a regular book that was done by a publisher. But we're going to have, you know, we ha you have to do all the legwork. I mean, bottom line is, even even though I hired a publicist last time, I probably got half the speaking engagements. I probably got half the the news and media outlets to get attention. So you know, you have to you have to do a lot of it's a lot of legwork. I mean, don't be well, any, under any illusion that if you wanted to sell. And you want to, you know, get it out there that you're going to have to do uh, a lot of work. Well, as a, as, a, as a fan and as a friend, I mean, one of the things that I'd love to do is to to show you actually how to use Dub to, to promote it. We use Dub a lot to promote our own stuff. There's a products what? integration. And what you can do is you can put a link to Amazon or you can even upload the PDF. You probably don't want to do that, but maybe the first chapter. Sure. Um, you can send a video to people either personally or at scale. And that's really going to help because I use it every day for speaking gigs and for for selling, for converting. So uh, later later on, at some point, I'm going to have to give you a, a session on that to kind of show you. How I to love it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. So, um, but cool, that makes sense. So now, in terms of um, in terms of promotion, um, you know, if how much? Okay, so there's a couple of things here. Number one is that you mentioned with a previous book that you didn't really intend to, to make money on the book. Yeah. And I'm coming from the same intention. My intention is to not generate revenue from the book itself. Now I would be remiss to say that my goal is to not have the effort, the overall effort be monetized in, in some capacity. You know, I'm kind of brainstorming ways to, to offer the book as, as a gift, as people that sign up to dub people that subscribe to dub. Yep. So, could you give us some ideas on how we, if, if our goal is to not go and, and, and sell this thing for 10 or 15 or 20 bucks, what are some creative ways that we can you do to, uh, to, to monetize the effort for, you mentioned speaking gigs and that's a no brainer. So that's a good start. Yeah. And you know what I did uh, actually, and, and would even still do is if you bought uh, books, uh, let's say you, I, you know, you had 200 people that I can't, that I was coming to speak for. Uh, I would say, look, you know, waive the speaking fee, but buy 200 books or buy 100, but whatever the, the, the size of the audience was or what, whatever was sort of uh, that would make sense in terms of what I was going to get paid to originally speak anyway. So, you know, at that time, I'd rather them buy 200 copies of the book from uh, one of the either from 800 CEO reads or or from you know Barnes and Noble or whoever they were going to buy it from, because that helped it helped my rankings and it helped the author rankings and it helped, you know, I did put it, it actually that technique actually helped put it on the Amazon bestseller list and helped put it on 
the 800 CEO reads bestseller list. So, you know, when, when you, when you can go and you can sell a speaking engagement, but the, the fee is to buy, to buy copies of the book. I think that that was for me for a little while, that was actually what I was doing. And it, it actually, I think helped uh, promote the book, but I think it also helped getting uh, the, 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 the gigs. Um, so that's one thing you could do. Um, if that's something you had thought about. I'm le- I'm, lear- I'm learning here. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned, um, so there's a couple of questions that I have now. So number one is, so the bestseller lists, mm-hmm. what do those mean? They sound super impressive. What, what kind of lists are these? It sounds great to have if you can get it in an authentic way. That's question number one. And question number two is, um, you mentioned the this 800 CEO reads want to learn more about that. I understand that's on Goodreads. Want to learn more about that? Yeah. So 800 CEO reads is the largest. Uh, my understanding is is that they're the maybe one of the only uh, business uh, book distributors. So they have. Uh, if you go to 800 CEO reads, they have a website, and it's and it's business books and 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 self help kind of books, and uh, you know, it's they're the largest distributor of those kind of books in the country, uh, and and they actually they warehouse books. You can actually warehouse your books there, and they can ship them out and, and all that. And they do bulk shipping, and so it's like a, a company like McGraw Hill or Random House Wiley. They all probably use. I know McGraw Hill does uses 800 CEO reads to house the book. So, you know, McGraw Hill didn't warehouse the book; they kept it there at CEO reads. And uh, but they also have a, a business uh, a business list and they have a, a, a bestseller list and uh, they have a, a good website you can write uh, content for. Um, so that's an important for business books to me. That's an important uh, thing to get into. Uh, you know, so that 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 was that's important. Uh, Amazon. Uh, you know, some people game that system. You can game it with reviews and then getting people to buy books and, and stuff. And you can move up the list and get get up into the uh, in a category. You can certainly get up to number one pretty easily. Um, but to get on the main list, it, it's really like trying to get on any of the other um, lists, uh, New York Times or uh, any of the other ones that exist. Uh, it's, a, it's a matter of volume. And, and so you've really got to sell a number of books and you got to do it in a certain amount of time and it, and it pushes you up the rankings. And so that comes to me, all of that is about doing a lot of pre-selling. So, you know, we know in September or so we're going to launch this book, you know, this summer and, and, and starting now we're already doing the work to get, to do that, that book launch. We're already trying to book speaking gigs. We're already trying to, um, place stories in, in particular publications. You know, we're going to be working for the next six, eight, nine months to really lay it out. So when that book launches, we're, we're hitting the ground running and we've got sales, we've got pre-sales, we've got uh, all these things that matter. And, and, and hopefully we'll make a list on our own. I, we may or may not because it's self-published, but, you know, we'll certainly start on Amazon really strong and we'll start, uh, we'll start moving books, you know, sometime this summer. So I, I think um, it comes down to all the pre-work is really what, to me, is the is the key. Got it. 
And then what, uh, talk to us about your, your, your books. I and mean, you've, you've done multiple now. Um, yeah. Well, this one's, uh, this is about the, our inner dialogue and, and how we talk to ourselves. And, uh, and we all have a, a warrior side and we all have a warrior side. And, and those mm -hmm. two often uh, sort of, uh, you know, they're in conflict. And so it, yeah. it's about how we can talk to ourselves better and we can, you know, how our inner dialogue really does impact our success or our failure or, or our lack of, or our inaction. And so um, it's a fun topic. It's, uh, it's been fun to research it and talk to people who have really mastered the art of, of their inner dialogue and, and how that's really led to, um, to their success, right? And so uh, that's, that's what's coming out coming out in August, September. Nice. And then what is it called? What can people search for? Uh, well, we're still working on the title. I think it's, uh, it, ah. it, might be, it might be called the two U's. I don't know. That might be the title. Okay. Um, so we'll see. The, and you said the two U's? The two U's. They're two, two, two of us, right? They, oh, know, okay. I thought you meant the two U's, mega W. Oh, <laughs> Warrior and worrier. <laughs> yep. That's cool, man. And then um, how can people find some of your other books on Amazon? I guess just search for your name. Yeah, just do a search. And uh, Rhett Power. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Nice, man. Well, listen, Rhett, I really appreciate your time, man. This was eye-opening. I hope it was helpful. I, you know, I, I can certainly send you the spreadsheet, and it, it, helps, uh, it, helps, it helps at least start prompting the different aspects of things that you have to work on and, and – uh, uh, it keeps keeps you focused and organized, and it's a it's a it's a lot to do. I mean, I I know exactly what you're going through. You're uh -huh. trying to get there too. Yeah. But yours is coming out when? It's coming out after this podcast is over. Is it really? Well, I mean, I, it, it, for me, it's just about it's about activating it because it's okay. everything's ready to go. I've just I've been you know it's it's warrior. Yeah. Warrior is going to kick in, and I'm going to get it published. So. Stay tuned. You're going to get a link at some point. <laughs> Can't wait. I'll send it out to the world. Nice, man. My little sliver of it. There you go. Thanks so much, Rhett. Appreciate the time. Right. Ciao. See you, man.